Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. We are, of course, here today to talk about our favorite Week 5 waiver wire targets. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, a fantasy football station, but for those of you following with the parent station, the DFS Army, we are continuing to crush it. People are cashing every single week. Go follow us on Twitter, at DFS Army, and you can just see. Go to the website. There's a lot of free content out there, but... Do yourselves a favor. If you guys play DFS every single week, whether it's the showdowns, whether you like to just dabble in a few contests, we have the coaching. We have the tools over at the site, dfsarmy.com. Of course, you can follow the link in the description below. Stop messing around. Go get yourselves some money. Sign up. Become VIPs. Get one-on-one coaching in the discords. Get great advice and cash those checks. Okay. Let's get to it because it is a very, very busy week for the waiver wires this week. And for the most part, it's all the running back position as one expect would expect. But before we get into the waivers, let, let's just talk really quickly about the context and the, the landscape that is the running back position in general. Jonathan Taylor, he hurt himself with the high ankle sprain. Potentially, they did test negative. So it sounds like Jonathan Taylor does have the potential to play on Thursday. More to come, but beware if you have Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so Cordell Patterson, he struggled all week with the knee, and then they officially ruled him, put him on IR this week. So we're going to talk about some of the potential targets in Atlanta. At, oh man, okay. So Javante Williams out for the season, torn ACL. This one's probably the one that hurts the most. Um it's not going to be a position we can necessarily replace, but we're definitely going to talk about some of those players. The wide receiver position, Jameson Crowder broke his ankle, is going to miss time. And, of course, Isaiah McKenzie is concussed. So there's potential at the wide receiver position in Buffalo. Daniel Jones is day-to-day. Uh, his backup, Tyron Taylor, was also concussed. So we'll talk about the landscape of the quarterback position. So lots to talk to, but going back to that Atlanta opportunity share. I would say my personal top target this week is Tyler Algier of the Atlanta Falcons. So Algier is only rostered in 32% of leagues, and I'm going to suggest upwards of 20% fab. Now, as we get down the list, there are some players. So, for example, we're going to talk about Rashad White a little bit later. Pound for pound in a vacuum, which we know nothing's in a vacuum. I like Rashad White better than Tyler Algier. But when you talk about pure opportunity share, I like Algiers opportunities. So last year in college, he logged 276 rush attempts for 600 and 1,601 rush yards, 23 touchdowns, and 23 receptions. Okay. So we could do it on the ground. He produced on the ground. And in week four, he only saw 44% of snaps. Of course, uh, Patterson was in the game, but he went 10 for 84 and he had one reception for 20 yards. The thing I have to remember about Algiers is that he was actually late to the running back game. He was playing a linebacker in college up into the 2019 season when he switched to running back. Now, when I watch him, Player Profiler, which is one of my favorite data sites, playerprofiler.com, they have a best comparable to Zach Moss. But when I watch him, I see more of a James Conner type player. So go out and definitely get yourself Tyler Algiers because... We saw the usage with Cordero Patterson, and obviously Algiers is not going to be able to replace that, but you still like the opportunity share, despite the fact that Atlanta is, frankly, it's a hot mess right now. 
Okay, so tied for my second favorite ad this week would be Mike Boone of those Denver Broncos. He's 0% rostered going into this week, which which makes sense. Why the hell would you be rostering the third string running back? Although we did see his usage begin to increase. But Melvin Gordon, okay, Javante Williams, we already talked about it. He's out for the season. He's going to be put on IR. I believe it was the, uh, the ACL, the LCL, and it's just – it was a really bad knee injury, so it's going to take a long time for him to recover. Mike Boone, next in line. Melvin Gordon, he's dealing with a neck injury. And while he did log a limited practice on Monday, I still worry a little bit. Now, this is pure per Sal Vitri on Twitter. So in games where Mike Boone has earned 50% of snaps three times in his career, he averaged 15.3 fantasy points and 15 touches per game. Okay, To me, Mike Boone is probably still a boom bust type player, but here's the thing. He has a 100% percentile burst score. He can be productive if given the opportunity. So Mike Boone at 15% of your fab bid. Again, it depends how desperate you are. If you're one of the managers who had these players that are going to be out for the season, you might want to consider going more of your fab budget into these players. But for those of you who are just trying to, Build up your bench, potentially look for a couple of weeks starters, 15%. Now, my personal, also one of my favorite rookie running backs this year, Rashad White of those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. He is rostered in 38% of leagues. Similar to Mike Boone, I would recommend a 15% waiver wire bid on Rashad White. Now, the reason I'm not all in on Rashad White is because, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Leonard Fournette's still there. Leonard Fournette is still healthy. But what you need to know about Rashad White is he is in an elite level pass catching running back. Okay. We talk about it where there's running backs that are good at catching the ball, and then there's the elite pass catching running backs. He had an 18.9% college target share in college, which is a 98th percentile. Okay. When you look at his style, his college production, and his overall general build, Rashad White is best comparable to David Johnson. Okay, He has an 82nd percentile 40-yard dash at a 448. 84th percentile speed score. The man is 6 feet, 214 pounds. So he's a little bit taller for running back, but he also has an 87th percentile burst. Now, one of the things, too, is that Rashad White is a little bit older. He's almost 24 years old, or he's going to be 24 early next year. We don't care about that in your season-long leagues. We don't care about that. So go out, get Rashad White. He might not have every week production, but we saw it just this week. He did log the most work in his career, young career, albeit with 38% of snaps. He also went 5 for 5 for 50 yards in the passing game. And of course, he did get into the end zone. He had three attempts for six yards and the touchdown. I like Rashad White. The talent is there. The opportunity could be there. Go and get him. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco, Kansas City Chiefs. He's only 23% rostered. Again, it's all about the usage. So I'm only going to bid upwards of 5%. But if you are desperate and you just need to hit a lottery ticket, you could go upwards of 10 to 12% on Isaiah Pacheco. Now, this was the first time of the season. Again, still early in the season. But it's the first time where he actually logged meaningful snaps. We saw it early on where... When Kansas City was down, he wasn't getting a lot of use. But when they were up, he was the closer. He will have 21% of snaps 
but he went 63 yards on 11 carries. He's an explosive freaking player. Again, just to reiterate, Isaiah Pacheco, he was drafted by the Chiefs in the seventh round, which is, again, why drafting Clyde edwards in round one was just such a debacle. He's 5'10". He's 216 pounds. He has a 95th percentile 40-yard dash. He ran a 4.37, which is a 98th percentile speed score. The man of the beast. Isaiah Pacheco, as the season goes on, is going to continue to get more usage. Go get Pacheco on your team while you can. Okay, Raheem Mostert. I I, I don't understand why this man is still available in 50% of leagues. He's leading the backfield in Miami. We saw Chase Edmonds last week was a starter, but he dropped that pass before two was knocked out. Wide open in the end zone. It was a straight-up drop. Now, obviously, Edmonds got into the, to the box later on. It's going to continue to be a timeshare with Mostert and Chase Edmonds, and it's going to get frustrating, which is probably one of the reasons why people aren't too enthusiastic about rostering the guy, but he's still the lead back in Miami. Go out, get yourself Raheem Mostert, 5% bid, still pretty cheap. Okay, player worth mentioning, he's owned rostered in 56% of leagues. That's Brian Robinson. Somehow miraculously, despite the fact that the man was shot in the preseason in the leg, he actually has a chance to play in week five. Now, the thing is, is that I am an Antonio Gibson truther. I guess that's what it's become at this point. I still believe in the man's talent. And the biggest question mark was, could the coaching staff rely on Antonio Gibson? Because we do have to remember that all things being equal, going into the regular season, it was looking like Brian Robinson was going to be the lead back in that office. Now, obviously, Jaden McKissick is still there. But Brian Robinson, 56% of leagues he's rostered, which means in 44% of leagues, if my math is correct, he is available. So go out, see if you can stash him. Now, he still hasn't been activated off of the non-football injury um, pup list. So he may not play this week. The second he gets the news saying he's been activated to the roster, He's not going to be available anymore. So go get him now while you can, while you still can, because he won't be for very long. I'd say 5 to 10% of your of your uh, fat budget. Okay. Going back to that Atlanta backfield, Caleb Huntley of the Atlanta Falcons. He's owned in 0% of leagues. I'd recommend about a third percent, 3% bid. Now, the thing is, is Huntley is 5'10", he's 210 pounds, and he did see the goal line usage this week. But he only played 22% of snaps, and the dude has zero athleticism. He's a fourth percentile speed score and only a 32nd percentile burst score. I just don't trust the fact that Caleb Huntley is somebody that you can rely on every single week. I mean, it's basically touchdown or bust, and there's about a thousand other running backs in the league that we can categorize as a touchdown or bust player. Caleb Huntley, if you don't get one of these top guys, or you're just cheap, you're trying to manage your waiver wire, you're in good shape, go throw a couple bucks on Caleb Huntley. I'm saying 3%. Deion Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Deion Jackson was a 2021 uh, UDFA. Jonathan Taylor, okay, we talked about it at the start of the show. He was worried to have had a high ankle sprain. The test did come back negative. The thing is, is that the Colts pay, play this Thursday night, which means there's a possibility that he doesn't play, in which case Deion Jackson may have potential starting capabilities. Now, Naheem Hines, we know that he's typically more of the third down type back, the pass catching back, the hurry up back, the two minute back. They could use him in, in, in a bigger role. I would expect Naheem Hines' role to increase simply because they trust him. And when he actually does play, like Naheem Hines is a hashtag good player. 
which is one of the reasons why at the start of the season, you could you could argue, okay, should JT be the 101 in these drafts? I think he was and still should have been. The thing that I say, and I'll, I will add caution, is that right now the Indianapolis Colts, for whatever reason, they don't look good. They do not look sharp. And based on the fact that Jonathan Taylor, who is the goat of goats at the running back position in 2022, hasn't really done much since week one. Okay. So the one thing about Deion Jackson, though, is that he does have a 90th percentile speed score and his 447 40 yard dash. He's 5'11, 218 pounds. So he could come in as the early down roll and potentially get those red zone touches, which is those high caloric touches that we like to talk about. Go out. Spend maybe a couple bucks, one, two dollars of your fat budget on Deion Jackson. Now, Latavius Murray. Yes, Latavius Murray. Yes, that Latavius Murray. It sounds nasty. It sounds disgusting. But he did okay this week for New Orleans in London. But guess what? He's not a saint anymore. As of just before I started recording this podcast, Latavius Murray was signed by the Denver Broncos, which... Obviously, Javante is out, but that could be more of an indictment on the Melvin Gordon neck injury situation. I don't know the severity of it, but we saw Chris Carson end his career because of a neck injury. That stuff scares me. Melvin Gordon isn't a spring chicken anymore. Latavius Murray, he ain't either. Let's call it what it is. But I wouldn't put a. I wouldn't spend any of my fab on on Latavius Murray. But if you're doing your fab orders. Put a $0 bid on Latavius Murray if your leagues allow it. And just see what you can get, right? I mean, we're always trying to plug and recycle these players at the bottom of our bench. Latavius Murray, in a pinch, you might be able to start him. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. It's just, this is depressing. Now, I don't have as many wide receivers on the board this week because, simply put, there's not a lot of reliable options out there, but I'm going to talk about a few players. So Josh Reynolds of the Detroit Lions, he is rostered in 33% of leagues, maybe a buck. So congratulations, frankly. And I know a few of you out there did. I know a few of you out there did because I saw it on Twitter. And frankly, I saw it in a few of my leagues. If you had the guts to play Josh Reynolds, well then, congratulations. He went seven for eight, 81 yards in the touchdown. Obviously, I'm in our St. Brown, the sun god himself was out and DJ Chark was was looking like he was going to play but then he was ruled out. So the one thing I'll say about Josh Reynolds though and, and even like going in um when I was working with Garrett on the flex plays this week and we I did bring up DJ Chark. The question was who's going to get the opportunity? Is it going to be DJ Chark or is it going to be Josh Reynolds? At the time thinking that DJ Chark was going to play and I still believe in Chark's talent better, but Josh Reynolds has still logged at least 72% of snap shares in every game this season and he did earn 10 targets in week 3. So last week before all of the injuries. So Josh Reynolds he's tr- clearly a t- trusted target of Jared Goff. Go, if you're desperate wide receiver, go spend a couple bucks on Josh Reynolds. Or if you're in a deeper league, go get him if he's still available, which in most leagues he is. 67% of leagues. Top wide receiver waiver ad. Hate it, but this is the world we're living in. Okay. Now, this is actually a little bit more sex appeal, as it were. Khalil Shakir of those Buffalo Bills. I loved Khalil Shakir profile when he was a rookie. He's only rostered in 3% of leagues. I'm suggesting a couple bucks. Now, the reason I'm suggesting Khalil Shakir is, as mentioned, Jamison Crowder has a broken ankle. He's going to be missing time. 
Isaiah McKenzie is in the concussion protocol. And per our good friend, Alan Soslowski on Twitter, brought up the fact that the Bills are third in pass attempts and they're first in pass completions. And we know, we know definitively that Josh Allen loves to throw to the slot wide receiver, which is exactly what Khalil Shakir is going to be playing. Now, the reason that we cautioned you about Isaiah McKenzie and frankly, Jamison Crowder the last few weeks was because they were cannibalizing each other in the slot position. That's not going to happen right now. Like, I would say, and I would suggest that anybody who's in the concussion protocol, following that absolute debacle and embarrassment that happened with Tua Tagovailoa, they're going to provide extra caution. Now, do your job, doctors, but if Isaiah McKenzie misses next week, Khalil Shakir is a sneaky, sneaky player to add to your fantasy teams and, dare I say, in the sweet, beautiful art that is DFS fantasy football. Okay, I got one more player on the wide receiver position that I'm going to throw out there. Oh, man, this is another one that feels kind of disgusting and nasty, but it's Jamal Agnew of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, again, we've been talking about it on the show all season long. It's just the fact that the Jaguars are actually competent as an offense, and the conditions weren't great, but they had the Eagles on their heels before the Eagles had a miraculous comeback, frankly, a, a fantastic second half. Now, obviously, Jamal Agnew is going to be a boom bust type player, and the reason that he got any play really was the fact that Zay Jones was ruled out before the game started. Now, we saw Agnew's explosiveness last season when he had the kick returns for the touchdowns. He's a speedster. He has got a 4 three, nine, 40 yard dash, but he had hip injury last year, which knocked him out of the 2021 season. I believe it was in week 11 was when he got officially knocked out. So Jamal Agnew, again, keep your eye out there to see if Jay Jones is going to be a thing. But if you're going to, Go out there and you're this is this is a deep league type of play. I'm not suggesting you spend any of your fab budget on this guy, but again, if you have zero dollar bids, go out, see if Agnew's available, and throw that dart, man. Because you know what? If Zajos misses time, plus frankly, he kind of took the Travis Etienne snaps. Like that's those those two touchdowns that Agnew got last week were probably supposed to be Travis Etienne's, but Agnew got him. He's got that opportunity. He's going to be a boom-bust play, $0. Let's move on to the quarterback position. Now, I have three players that I want to talk about, but I would really only recommend starting or even going after these guys in your Superflex leagues because, frankly, in one QB leagues, they just don't have the upside to really be viable. Okay, first and foremost, the rookie, the first rookie quarterback off the board in this year's draft of course, I'm talking about Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, he's only rostered in 14% of leagues. I would suggest upwards of 5% of your fab budget. If you're desperate at quarterback, maybe 10, but realistically 5%. And if you're in a super flex league, just, just put an honest 4 to 5% on this guy because you got to keep it on. Or do, do a little price enforcing. If, if you end up with him, cool. But I think the Mitchell Trubisky experiment is officially over. Kenny Pickett came in for the second half and he played pretty admirably. But he did throw three interceptions and he's still a rookie and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't look great anyways. So 5% top quarterback ad, still not sexy. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater of the Miami Dolphins. Again, super flex only. He's rostered in 2% of leagues. I'd suggest a couple bucks. 1% is what I have on the sheet here officially. So Tua 
after that really scary injury, which I mean, it was it was a second concussion. It was definitely a second concussion. You saw it. I worry that there is some neurological damage to the poor young man. I really, really hope there's not. But realistically, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be in for at least this week, and I would expect multiple weeks thereafter because I, after what happened, I think the Dolphins are going to exercise extra caution before allowing Tua back in the game. A couple bucks for Teddy Bridgewater. We know what Teddy is at this point. There's no upside, but in the Superflex League, he can still get you 14, 15 points because those receivers are massively elite, explosive. Jalen Waddle, of course, Tyreek Hill, they can do it all themselves. Just get the ball in their hands, Teddy. That's all you need to do. And you can easily put up 15, 16 fantasy points per week, which, you know, when you look at your alternatives, that's probably pretty damn good in your super flex position. Okay, we're going to get deep. We're going to get deep. And this was especially for my good friend and co-host, Michael Dickinson. Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota does not look good. He does not look good. Kyle Pitts has done nothing all season. He's not even garnering targets. Drake London last week looked abysmal. He didn't get any targets. It's going to get to the point where Desmond Ritter is going to be given an opportunity. Now, I was vocal to say that I don't believe Desmond Ritter has what it takes to be an NFL caliber quarterback, but the quarterback position is probably one of the hardest to predict simply because there's so many different intangibles that makes a quarterback great. Obviously, you look at the athletic ones out there, like the Jalen Hurts of the world, the Lamar Jacksons of the world. That's a different conversation. But when you're talking about these pocket passers, like that's what Desmond Ritter is. He's got the ability to use his legs, but he's a pocket passer. Maybe he's got the right hand and the shoulders to become a decent starting quarterback, an average starting quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta continues to falter with Marcus Mariota. They choose Desmond Ritter to start. Now, I don't have him on the list because, frankly, I don't really trust trust him. But, again, in Superflex Leagues only, Throw a $0 bid out there for Bailey Zappi. I would expect Mac Jones to miss a few more weeks with a high ankle sprain. We saw that Brian Horry got knocked out with a head injury. So it's very possible that Bailey Zappi, who is pretty much a Mac Jones clone, frankly, um, is going to be given a start next week. For his part, Zappi did pretty decent in Green Bay when they were down. So congratulations. You brought the, the Packers to overtime. Now, listen, the Packers don't look great. I get it. But Zappy, not bad. Not bad. Don't spend any of your fab. $0 bid. Okay, let's move on to the Tyler to, to the Tyler Conklin. Yes, let's move on to the tight end position to talk about my favorite player, Tyler Conklin. I know I sound like a broken record. I get it. But he's still only rostered in 53% of leagues. Going into last week, he was a tight end four. This week, he was a tight end eight. He still has the snap shares. Week one, 92%. Week two, 100%. Week three, 79%. And then this week, with young Zach Wilson back under the helm, still had an 81% snap share. Now, I will say that we're starting to see the, the correct usage with Brees Hall. And Garrett Wilson is really stepping into, the, frankly, the stud that we thought he could be. He's turning into that. So I worry that Tyler Conklin is going to just be a touchdown or bust type player, but he's still going to get four to five targets every single week, which is more than the average tight end. And 
in your tight end premium leagues especially, he can get you 10, 11, 15 points just by going 5 for 50. And if he gets in the box, it's, it's golden. So if he's still on your waiver wire, guys, go and get him. There's so many bad tight ends out there. Just, just go and get Tyler Conklin. Okay, a couple of players that I want to talk about that we're going to get out of here. Moali Cox of the Indianapolis Colts. I just have to mention him because he scored two touchdowns this week. He's a touchdown or bust player. I have he's rostered in only six percent of leagues. I say zero dollars. I really can't recommend Moali Cox, but if you're just desperate, it's one of those maniacal fourteen or sixteen person leagues. You can go out and pray that just based on the fact that we know Matt Ryan loves it to the tight end. Well, Moali Cox is there now. Will Disley. Very interesting player. Now, again, I wouldn't recommend necessarily spending any of your fat budget on this guy, but if you have $0 bids available, Will Disley is very interesting because he's actually out-snapped Noah Fant in three out of the four games this season, and he's caught a TD in three out of the four games as well. Through four games, now get this, through four games, he has 12 targets, whereas Noah Fant has 11 targets. Will Disley, the dismissal, the Bob Harris special, if he's available out there and you're desperate, I would probably take Will Disley over Moelle Cox. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the waiver wire this week. It's very much running back heavy. And if you're like me and you have some of these Javante Williams type players that are going to be done, Cordero Patterson's that are now on IR, and you're desperate, I have some fab recommendations. But remember, you know your team best. You know your league best. If you need to spend more because you know somebody's going to go and drop their fab budget this week, Go and spend the money. Don't be afraid to spend the money. I'm just talking about if you're trying to build depth on your bench, that's how much you want to go and spend on these players. So with that, I wish you good luck in week five. Keep cashing. Go check out DFSArmy.com. Guys, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you when I say our members, our VIP members, are winning thousands of dollars every single week. If you're like me and you were sick of losing at DFS, Go use some of the tools. We have the Domination Station where you can go and customize some of your favorite teams. But then we also have our cheat sheets out there. If you want to just keep, kind of keep it simple, you're not doing these mass entries, you want to just throw a, a few entries out there because maybe you're on a four and your fantasy team is almost sunk and you just like, listen, hands in the air. I just want to do a little bit of DFS, low contest. One, we have coaches that are going to teach you how to get better at DFS. And two, we have the cheat sheets available to help you simplify your process. So DFSArmy.com, become a VIP member now. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at DFSArmy. You can follow myself, Flex Shane, at the Flex Network one Thank you for tuning in, and good luck in week five. I'm out.